0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to worship at Hillside Covenant Church. My name is Jane DeYoung, and I have the great privilege and joy of being your care pastor. We're glad you're here with us, tuned in to worship with us this morning, and hope you had a a lovely and safe Thanksgiving. It's a good time now to check in, let us know you're here, so use that Church Center app and use that to check in. We appreciate that. Um, also, if you're new here today, we would love for you to just go to our website and um, just click on that Get Connected uh, button, and then you'll know how to get connected, which would be very nice. We would like to um, just join, toge- join together in prayer now and uh, invite the Holy Spirit into our worship. Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come in faith this morning, whether in person or virtually just to acknowledge you as our Sovereign Lord, to affirm our trust in you, to praise you for your goodness and your love for us. May our worship today be a pleasing fragrance to you and a gift to our souls. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Since the early days of the church, many believers have celebrated Advent and Christmas as two separate seasons. The first season is for preparing and expecting. At Advent, we look forward to not one, but two arrivals. First, we anticipate and long for the birth of Jesus, just as the Jewish people longed for the promised coming of the Messiah the King who would rescue them and return glory to Israel. Christmas, the end of the Advent season, is a celebration of that promise kept. The Messiah came, the Son of God sent first as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sin. But we wait still for him to come again, to return and make all things right, to take his place on the throne forever. At Advent, we prepare ourselves for that second arrival as well, with repentant hearts and joyful confidence that our God always keeps His promises. Come our long-expected Savior.
2: Good morning, Hillside. My name is Dry Wagner, and this is Pastor Floyd Roseberry. Today is the first Sunday of Advent. We are going to read a couple passages from Scripture and light the first Advent candle, which stands for hope.
3: Reading from Isaiah 64, 1 through 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any god besides you. You come and help those who gladly do right. You remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like the one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us, and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father, we are the clay, you are the potter.
2: we are all the work of your hand mark thirteen twenty four through thirty seven But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender, and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you will know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will not pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch.
3: Let us pray together. Our gracious Heavenly Father, as we enter this experience of Advent, as we watch and wait for Christmas, as we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus, we do pray that you will help us as a congregation to focus on you Lord, your coming, your actions in and through us, our prayers for the world around us. And, Lord, we need hope. And we thank you that in you we have our hope. Do bless us each one, Lord, as we, together with our families and friends, honor you and draw near to you. Through the Lord Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: The Father's love begotten. There the worlds began to be. He is Alpha and Omega. He, the source, the ending, he. All the things that are there. Sure, you shall see Evermore more and ever. The savior of our race and the babe the world's redeemer First revealed his sacred face. evermore and evermore Oh, evermore and evermore Whoa. Oh, ye heights of heaven adore him. Angel horses praises sing Power's dominions bow before Him And extol our God and King Let no tongue on earth be silent Every voice in concert ring Evermore and evermore, evermore and evermore. I love you, Lord. I love your voice you have led me through the fire and in the darkest night you are close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life, all my life, say. And all my life you have been faithful. Faithful God, faithful God, sake. And all my life you have been so, so. goodness oh god all right sing this come on your goodness is running after it's running after me yes it is yes it, your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down I'm so ready. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. And all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yeah. Come on. All my life. And all my life. Of the goodness of God.
5: Say that chorus one more time. All my life, come on.
4: All my life, you have been faithful. Thank you, God. In all my life, you have been so so good. With every breath that I Oh, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
0: Thank you, worship team, with that beautiful song and the goodness of God just echoing in our hearts. It's time now to bring our offerings to God. And there are three ways to do that. You can write a check and send it to the church. You can go on the website, or you can use the Church Center app and click on Give down at the bottom of the screen. So while our we're preparing our hearts to do that, I want to give you an update on one of our families here at Hillside. Craig and Patty Heaps, who've been, boy, an integral part of this church for 35 years, um, are going to be moving. And um, they raised their children here in this church, but now their children have children, and they're all in Austin, Texas. So Craig and Patty made the difficult decision to move there, and um, we will really miss them. But we'll hold them in our thoughts and in our prayers, and um, they'll know that we love them. So now let's pray together as we commit our offerings to God. Thank you. Heavenly Father, it is with grateful hearts that we give back to you some small portion of the bounty that you give to us. May every dollar, every penny be used to further your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. We ask your blessing on Craig and Patty as they start this new season of their life. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.
3: if it is a good morning, which I doubt. However,
2: did I get your tail back on properly, Eeyore?
3: No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway.
2: Poor dear. You know, I may have just the thing. Up, up, up you go. (laughs) There you are.
3: It's an awful nice tail, Kanga. Much nicer than the rest of me. It's not much of a tail but I'm sort of attached to it. Not much of a house, just right for not much of a donkey. Might take a day or two, but I'll find a new one. End of the road. Nothing to do. And no hope of things getting better.
2: Sounds like Saturday night at my house. Side.
6: <laughs> what a great way to start a service. You might be an Eeyore if. <laughs> Let's hope, hopefully we don't enter the Christmas season that way. Well, we hope that you had a safe and fun Thanksgiving. I personally love the Christmas season, because unlike Eeyore, Christmas is a yearly reminder that there is something better to hope for, especially when we are diligent to remember that Jesus loved us so much, he left eternity and entered time.
5: All right, something a little different. We're starting off the Advent season, so my friend Stephen and myself, we're going to lead us, uh, lead you guys in a little bit of reflection. Um, So we're kicking off the Advent season and the staff over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas will be guiding us through Advent, okay, preparing our hearts and minds to celebrate this most wonderful time of year. As you will see, believe when we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating more than just our gifts, Come on now. I don't hear an amen. Amen. Okay? We're celebrating the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that, that has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ. So today, Stephen, my, my good friend, my best good friend, and I, we're going to be talking about hope. Hope. So Stephen, I hope this goes well.
4: <laughs>
6: uh. So do I, Daniel. Yes, yes. <laughs> Stephen, what is hope? You know, as I have been thinking about hope. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in 2020 is what the essentials are, right? The essentials. I think the biggest what I've learned, the biggest essential in 2020 is toilet paper. Oh. It's toilet paper. That's like the most essential thing. You can't keep it on the shelves. What is it about toilet paper? I guess it's essential. I don't know. One of the my favorite videos that I've watched this year was a guy, I'm going to look at you and tell you this That's story. Fine, yeah. It was a guy that he was wearing a black trench coat, and he's like standing on a corner, and a woman came up to him and said, do you have this stuff? <laughs> he said, I got the stuff. And he opened up his trench coat, and there's was just lined with rolls and rolls of toilet paper. And you're going, I guess we will do anything to get what is essential, right? And so as I've been thinking about that, I've realized that hope is essential for life. And if I had to define hope, I'd say that hope is believing the best is yet to come. Hope is believing that the best is yet to come. And I think hope really shows up in three different areas in our Lives, three different ways in our lives. There are little hopes. We hope that the weather will be how we like it. We hope that that new recipe we found will work out. We hope that we dress to impress. You know, we hope that we live happily. We hope that the meeting goes well. We hope that our fantasy football team wins. That might just be me, but okay. Every day we have countless little hopes that keep us moving, keep us going, and keep us believing. And if something doesn't go how we want it, we hope for better. So we have little hopes. And then I think there are big hopes. And big hopes are what give our lives meaning. Big hopes are what we believe we are meant to be doing on earth. God uses our big hopes to shape our lives. Identity and our big hopes are our ambitions, our dreams, and our goals. Big hopes fuel our fight for life to live on purpose. And these are the big hopes, these are the big things that we hope our little lives will accomplish. Whether it's having a family, or scoring that job, or becoming a pro in some kind of industry, or being a missionary. These big hopes are unique to us, but we also share them with each other. And so we have little hopes and we have big hopes. And then I think there is a hope that is unique to followers of Jesus. And I call this the ultimate hope. Colossians 1:17 says, he, and this is Jesus, he, Jesus, is before all things. And in him all things hold together. And so our ultimate hope is that Jesus holds it all together together because of Jesus we are part of something that is bigger than ourselves and in Jesus all of our big hopes and all of our little hopes find meaning and significance our ultimate hope is that one day we will follow Jesus to heaven but in the meantime we have a life to live here on earth that is essential you know hope is all about expectation and this is what makes it so essential for our lives. Hope keeps us expecting that Jesus isn't finished moving, that Jesus hasn't stopped working, and that the best is yet to come. And so, Daniel, that's what I think hope is. What do you think hope isn't? What's the opposite of
5: hope? Well, it's it's really interesting because they... they They have chosen like the two most hopeful people to talk about (laughs) hope. Like like Stephen and I are very upbeat. Uh, I think we're very hopeful. We're you know more positive than (laughs) than most, I think. But but life. Let's face it. Life hits us. Life is real. Life gets real. The opposite of hope is depression, despondency, sadness. Uh, you know, depression can lead actually to lead to not just sadness and a feeling of being down, it can even lead to suicide. Um, We know of people who have, you know, in our families, our friends, who have been hurt, who have been impacted by sadness, by hopelessness. There are many ways that hopelessness can manifest itself. That feeling that there's no way out. Um, Because the only thing, I actually call the, a psychologist this week and asked him about what this means and the fact that what leads to suicide is that feeling that there is no other way out. There is no other option. Mm. That feeling of feeling trapped, there is no way out. Total despondency. Did you know that in this year, in some months, we actually have lost more people to suicide than the coronavirus? And we don't even talk about that. That's because there is no hope. People have no hope. In a lot of their lives, people have lost hope. And so this hopelessness manifests itself in all these ways. When we feel that there are no more options, no more choices, our shoulders droop and we lose sight of who we are and of who God is. We do. That he's bigger than that challenge that you have in your hand. That he's bigger than the pain that you're going through. That there is always hope. Man, I love what the hymn writer says. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Until we get to that point where Christ is all that we do need and have, we will be looking at other places for hope, for joy, for comfort, for all these things that we think are important. For all these essentials. Um, But especially in this wonderful, beautiful country of ours. America. I'm talking about America. Um, We have all these wonderful things. How can we have all these amazing things and still have so much hopelessness and so much suicide and so much sadness in this country? It's because people have lost sight of who the true hope is. And that is Jesus and Jesus alone. So, Stephen, that is what hope isn't. Yeah. Now, please tell us how we can overcome these things. Uh, how, how can we use hope in our lives to overcome these things?
6: Daniel, I, I loved the hymn that you just sang because the hymn that you just sang relates into I, the I Bible first. Oh, well, it. The, yeah, the words, you, yeah. you, you wrapped it. Yeah, I, I wish you sang it because, man, Daniel can sing. But the, the, what those words relate into what the scriptures say. Hebrews 6.19 says this, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And so isn't that the line from the hymn? There's an anchor. And so uh, when it comes to all of these things that hope isn't, I think we are anchoring ourselves in the wrong stuff. And so if our soul, it's not just our life, it's our soul. Our soul, the inside you, if that is anchored into Jesus, mm, it's firm and secure. And so according to God's word, hope is an anchor for the soul. And so that got me thinking, Daniel, I am not a boat guy. I've been on a boat before, but I'm not a boat guy. And so I started thinking, what is an anchor for? Like, what does an anchor do? And so I Googled it. And Google told me that an anchor, here's the the exact definition, is used to connect a vessel to the bed of a body of water to prevent the craft from drifting due to wind or current. And so if hope is an anchor for the soul, that means that hope keeps us from drifting. Hope keeps us from drifting into all of the things that you're telling us hope isn't. Having our soul anchored in all of the goodness of Jesus is what leads us to be overcomers in this life, even though there's things trying to make us drift. I found out that the early Christians, they actually loved the symbol of an anchor. And architects, have uh, ar- architects archaeologists, archeolog- have discovered that there's 66 anchors Drawn all over the catacombs where early Christians used to meet. And so this anchor symbolized uh, their connection to Jesus. And so here's the image. We are vessels. And we are anchoring ourselves to Jesus so that we don't drift when life gets monotonous. So that we don't drift when life gets painful or hard. We are anchoring ourselves to Jesus out of the belief that the best is yet Come, and that's hope. Hope keeps us striving, it keeps our spirits up, and it keeps us strong. But here's the interesting thing this is what I think is really interesting boats are anchored downward, you throw the anchor down into the water, right? But believers, we are anchored upward. We're anchored upward when we are in Christ, our souls are anchored. To heaven and we are anchored not to stand still but to move forward and so whatever storms we might be facing in life hope tells us that our God is bigger our anchor is Jesus and he can't break he can't slip he is steadfast and true and he is calling us towards him and when Jesus is our anchor When Jesus is the anchor for our soul, the essential goal in life is to walk in his way. And when we're walking in the way of Jesus, in hope, hope fuels our lives to be light in the world. And so Hillside, I hope that as we go into this Christmas season, you would know that God is for you. And the great hope of the Christmas story is that God is also with us. And so, Daniel, yes, where do we see hope in the Christmas story?
5: Well, um, the, the Christmas story is loaded with hopeful characters. Because that was the only way to, um, to make this a reality is that because as God became human, like he stepped into human skin and became like us, um... He had to use broken people to make this happen. And the only way for this to come to fruition is that they had to be hopeful. They had to look up and trust him to say, yes, he will do what he said he will do. So the Christmas story has many hopeful characters. The Magi, right? They had to travel, right? Many, many miles to go see the baby. Joseph. Joseph had to trust that, man, this this woman that he has been engaged to, And pregnant, not by him. He had to have hope (laughs) Mm. to to go, okay, this is crazy, but I hope this goes well, right? The the innkeeper, you know, who was taking them in, uh, the shepherds. But here's the thing. The shepherds, uh, the hope that they displayed after one angel came and says there's a baby, they got all flustered and scared. And then a whole bunch more angels came and told them, guess what? There's a baby. They all took off in excitement to go see this baby. And also, there's another character, okay, who I love in the Bible. Simeon, an old man in Luke chapter 2. The Bible says, the Bible describes him as one who was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. That he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. What? You know how many years he had to wait for that to happen? So he waited in patient, hopeful expectation for the Messiah for most of his life. That is hope right there. Believing that the best was yet to come. Like Stephen described it. And then there is Mary. Sweet, dear Mary. After the angel appears to Mary and reveals that she will have a son and he will be the Messiah. Mary's words were simply filled with hope. She says, "Um, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. When you get a chance, read Mary's Magnificat in Luke chapter 1. Beautiful, filled with amazing um, pictures and, 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 and picture language. But, but that line, I am the Lord's servant, may your word to me be fulfilled. Yeah. There's, a, there's another song, speaking of songs, that uh, Mark Lowry wrote many, many years ago. That simply goes, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so Mary has this baby. Okay. And, and, and so all these thoughts, so this writer comes up with all these questions, and I love all what he says. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? So the very baby that she's carrying has come to make her new. <laughs> the child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that this baby boy will give sight to the blind man? Will calm the storm with his hand. He has walked where angels trod. When you kiss your little baby. You kiss the face of God. The blind will see. The deaf will hear. The dead will live again. The lame will leap. The dumb will speak the praises of the Lamb. Mary did you know. It took a lot of hope and trust in who God is. That God will do what he said he will do. So. Stephen, how can we practice this hope in our lives? I mean, I think it's a beautiful concept, hope. Yeah. But how do we make it practical in our everyday life? Help us out.
6: You know, I think as we are moving in the Advent season, one of the things the staff is going to be doing is providing practices, exercises to put all of the different things we're talking about into practice. And so as we move into the Advent season, I thought it was a good idea if we gave ourselves reminders. And so here's a reminder that you can do. You can get your phone. Daniel, pull your phone out. Okay, Daniel, pull his phone out. Okay, now we're all good because Daniel has his phone. But one of the things you can do on your phone as we go through Advent is give yourself a reminder that pops up every morning. And the reminder that I'm going to tell us to put into our phones is just to say, Jesus is my hope. Jesus is my hope, and my hope is an anchor for my soul. And by being hopeful, I bring light into the world. Should we put it at like 4.30 in the morning? Uh, maybe like 8 a.m. 8 a.m., if you put that in your phone, 8 a.m., every day through Advent, you woke up and you got this little reminder that right. said, Jesus is my, my hope. Only
5: hope. I will do he it. is
6: the anchor for my soul. And by being hopeful, I'm bringing light into the world. Amen. If you reminded yourself of that every day, man, you're going to be always looking forward, always expecting that God is up to something amazing and the best is yet to come. So Hillside, we are going to pray, and uh, I, I sincerely hope that this season is rejuvenating, refreshing, and a great reminder of just how much our great God loves all of us. So let's pray. God, thank you for loving us God I really think that it is your love for us that when we chase after that we find a world of things to hope for and it really starts with your son Jesus who came down from heaven was born like every single one of us took on human flesh God you walked amongst us you are with us. And God, I, I believe that you are guiding us in our lives to expect that the best is yet to come. How sweet is it in this life to discover you? That, that is an amazing thing when we discover you and your love for us and your forgiveness and your grace and the peace that you want to give us. And how can there be anything better? Well, the best is yet to come because at some point we will enter. We will follow you into heaven. And in the meantime, God, you are at work in our lives, developing us, transforming us, using our little lives to do big things and to bring a bright light into this world. And so as we enter into Advent, as we begin to celebrate Christmas, may we know that the greatest gift of all isn't underneath a tree. The greatest gift of all was hung on the tree. And God, in that, there is so much hope. And we can overcome the things that seem to be conquering the world. All because you're our anchor. So bless us as we go. We love you. And may we see you move no matter what's going on in our lives. In your awesome, awesome name, amen.
4: The song used to praise The ancient of days When hope was born this night There are angels in this place And my heart resigns with the praise Like a shepherd so scared To God in the highest Peace on earth goodwill to all men Let all of the world Sing a chorus of joy Because hope was born this night Gloria Glory.
5: you to receive this benediction through a song
4: Praise God from whom all blessings flow Praise Him all creatures here below Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son and Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen.
5: God bless you. Have a wonderful week. See you next week.